Chapter 80, Tafi del Valle, Argentina, Search for the Tucuman Mountain Finch. It took seven hours to Tucuman, where we had to change buses. I called a hostel in Tafi del Valle, the next town we were going to, two and a half hours away. A young woman came to meet us at the terminal in Tafi del Valle, as they say here. Silvia, who worked at the hostel, was really nice and super chatty. She was short with frizzy hair and a really tanned face. Everyone else staying in the hostel was Argentino, and we're all drinking and singing along to someone playing the guitar badly. We were exhausted and went straight to bed. Tafi del Valle was at an elevation of 2,050 meters, but the place we wanted to go to, called El Infernillo, was at almost 3,000 meters, the highest we'd been to in quite a while. I checked the times and decided to catch the 8.30 bus towards Cafayate, which we could get off on the way. Like most roads, Ruta 309 had kilometer markings along it, and the spot I wanted to get to was kilometer 80. We got on the bus and I told the driver where we wanted to get off. He told me that Infernillo was actually at kilometer 87, but I said I definitely wanted to get off at kilometer 80. I tried to keep an eye out for the markers, but couldn't find any, so I asked the driver who told me that we'd already passed it. It was light, but the sun hadn't crept over the mountains yet, so it was really cold. I was a little worried about exerting myself at this altitude, but walking downhill wasn't so much effort. I spotted a large bird sat on a rock, and on closer inspection found that it was an Andean flicker, type of woodpecker. There were very few birds around, though, and when I scrambled up a steep bank to take a look at one, I was left puffing and panting with a thin air, and my head started throbbing painfully. We walked downhill to the place described in my bird-finding guide as a site for the Tucuman mountain finch, a very rare bird only found in shrubby gullies between two and 3,000 metres in this area. After two hours checking every little rustle and small valley, I figured it wasn't there. I waited at one spot for about 15 minutes and was lucky enough to watch an Andean tinamou pass just a few metres away. My girlfriend had been sitting by a stream in a spot concealed from the road, and when I went to get her, I found her sunbathing in her underwear, I told her to put her clothes back on, and we walked down another couple of kilometres to the next gully, which is bigger. It looked the ideal habitat for the finch, but walking along and down the very steep valley, I couldn't find it. I really didn't want to dip for the third time in a row, so I walked even further down. Most of the birds there were the really common rufous-collared sparrows, but one bird I saw flying seemed a bit bigger, and when I finally got a look at it through my binoculars, I saw its tell-tale orange face before it hopped out of view. I can't say how relieved I was. I punched the air a couple of times before embarrassment stopped me. I'd found the Tucuman Mountain Finch. we just missed a bus back down, and it was three hours until the next one. The heat and the altitude had really taken it out of us, and we felt really tired as we walked down the hill. I was ecstatic, though, having seen such a rare bird and finished my run of bad luck. We tried to hitch, but all the cars were these shiny tourist kind that never pick you up. We had to wait until about 5.30 for the bus. When we got back, Silvina felt bad that we'd missed our free breakfast, so she made us coffee and toast at seven in the evening. How kind is that? My girlfriend had bought a bottle of wine, but after just one glass she fell asleep. She really can't drink. There were a whole bunch of new Argentinos, plus a French girl. I chatted with Sylvia and the French girl, Natalie, and gave them some of my girlfriend's wine, which I knew she would never finish. It was quite an enjoyable evening.